Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here. On 93.9 The Ville, Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. If I curse like in the first couple of minutes, it's just because I'm out of practice with this freaking microphone on my face. But man, it feels good to be back here, Dave. This is your weather, buddy. This is the weather that was made for you. It's here for you. That's right. Let's turn this microphone on. I think it'll work this time. Let's plug it in. I think it's going to work. Man, are we? this is the best this is like we're so out of practice here. Well, no, it's there the, it is. It's the second time in the last two weeks that we've come in here and the microphone has just been unplugged, which is not something we normally. Check. I just want answers from anybody. What did Rummage do? Well, that's the thing. Like, there's blame him. I agree with that they flip the mics first of all, like <laughs> at least twice a week, where the microphone that's supposed to be in front of me is in front of Mark, which wouldn't be that big a deal except the cough button. And, then and the controls, yeah, that are in front of me, control that microphone. So it's just the thing we can't do it that way. It's not, it's not practical. And I want to know why it happens. I want to know why they get switched. Who does it? And who has unplugged that mic twice in the last two weeks? There's no practical reason for it, Mark. And I don't like it. But it's good to see you. Good uh, to be back. I appreciate you and everyone else scrambling to hold it down. Of course, man. Uh, I was feeling last week, uh, midweek, w- going home to, uh, to handle some family stuff with my brother and my mom, uh, like apocalyptic. Like all of a sudden, pharmacies didn't work in the entire country. AT&T was down. Like what the hell was going on? We couldn't connect. I couldn't connect from there, despite being able to connect remotely all the time. So many of you, very kind and patient to sort of either scramble in here and cover uh, or for finding other ways to listen to us and, and other people uh, running in like uh, Lightsy and others. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. It and, uh, it's always nice uh, to be able to, to know that I can count on all of you guys uh, for all of your help uh, when things like this happen. But it does feel good to be back, man. It really does. This is what we do here. We help each other out. Okay. Someday, I need, I've needed help several times in the last couple of years. I've had last-second cancellations, and you've filled in or gotten somebody to fill in. You know, it's just what we do here. It's kind of like help each other out. It's kind of like Peyton Manning at the line. He gets a play, and then he's changing it right away. That's so right. what did you do to your mustache? I, I, it's, I was eating breakfast this morning, and I kept getting my mustache in my mouth, and it, it, I was like, all right, it's time to regroup. We'll be back. Don't no worries. You look a completely different person with the way you've got your hair done. I'm sorry. Yeah. And your your mustache trimmed. I, I don't. I got. I don't know if I like what I'm looking I at here. Polo. Sh- I mean, I'm just getting it ready for the Tanner, softball season. Tanner, go get your dirtbag situation back together. I don't need to see this like <laughs> clean uh, shaven man. Yeah, like. <laughs> Clean her shaving. Let's I don't know a homeless person that went through a makeover. You know, like this type of thing. You're killing me, Tanner. I don't. I don't like it. I'll be dirty next time. <laughs> just, just, just come back in looking like a hipster. Uh, get those edges of your mustache up there. You know, with a little bit of wax, and and everything will be fine. I'll get a drug rug too next. A drug rug? You know the the. There's like a hoodie, but it looks like. A, oh, you mean like the? Uh, it looks the, like the it's a yoga thing. mat, but they turn it into yeah. a, a hoodie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about there. <laughs> Looks like a rug, and you know, like oh, the, I, okay, you know okay. what I'm talking. You ever about. seen a white guy with dreads? <laughs> He's probably wearing that. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's like a, here? it's a hemp, it's a hemp hoodie, basically. 
Look, we have a ton uh, that we will get into here at today beyond Tanner's appearance, uh, which That's what you has think. probably already occupied more of the show than is really warranted. Uh, but it's okay. It's Monday. Mark, can I, can I ask no you a Monday question? Songs. I always feel free. Like I can oh, there just say, well, not that <laughs> he's just going to jut in here and make me hate my life. Uh, but we look, we've got tons uh, to get into. You got something, Tanner? Go ahead and look up uh, no, Manic no. Monday. Well, I know <laughs> that song. <laughs> But I know not, you do, but that's not annoying. <laughs> what I was going to say is, if we just had our five or six topics, and we did one segment on this topic, moving on, that's not fun. Well, you have to talk about barbecue or Tanner's mustache, you gotta, or whatever's going on in Louisville. You have to sprinkle those things in pocket potatoes, right? That's fine, but you can't just meander. I've listened to that, and it's really hard to listen to. Trust me, it can be. So we're not going to do that, okay. uh, but we are going to talk about uh, a lot here. Within four minutes of starting the show, I get a text into the UPS Shops text line. Mark, please discuss the Rick Bozich article. Uh, we uh, What uh, article? Right. <laughs> you know that you've struck some sort of nerve when people can just say the Bozich article or the whatever article and you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about that. Uh, we will talk about the coaching situation on the men's side. We'll talk about, uh, Dave, I'm sure you've spent a lot of time uh, online and thinking about this. Uh, a real thud of a loss for the women yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming at the same time as getting incredibly good and exciting news, both about next year's roster in terms of players returning and on the recruiting trail. So we'll talk a lot about uh, that. Uh, because it happened to freaking Duke... We're going to talk about court storming. It is. It does matter because it's Louisville's next opponent. Uh, but we'll talk about what happened there uh, at Wake Forest, uh, as well as just maybe a little bit more broad kind of conversation about uh, coaching candidates and what's really realistic and what's what people will ever even go for here. Yeah. So we got we got a lot uh, that we will get into. It, how much did you spend this past weekend, or really week? intentionally watching other teams as thirsty like i don't know how else to describe it than that because i did a lot like i watched houston baylor i watched that game start to finish with my mom and brother like just lusting i don't know how else to say it than that are you starting to feel like um age be damned you got to at least knock on the door with Kelvin Sampson. You know what I mean? Like, because honestly, Man. that's the only thing outside of like, I, I feel like he's in the perfect place and he probably won't leave. Age is the only reason not to go after Kelvin Sampson because whatever quote unquote NCAA baggage is not only. I do not care. It's well, it's nobody does. It's not baggage. It's not even a carry. The NCAA didn't it's even a carry a year later. That's what I'm saying. But like, even in the grand scheme of stuff that doesn't matter anymore it it was it didn't matter way before any of this other stuff didn't matter like the, it, it was so just just minor and and it's amazing that we ever cared about it really um it's really just age with him isn't it like it, it's really it he's 68 well and, and the fact that we don't think he's gonna leave houston yeah well it's with him it seems like every candidate has some sort of fatal flaw all of them but with Samson, it's it's a combination of both age and I, th- I think the somewhat well-known uh, caveat that he wants his son to be the coach in waiting. Yeah, that's that's true. And Sorry, I, yeah. while I, I also agree with you, I think he is clearly a fantastic coach. And I, it, coaches who specialized in defense were already awfully attractive to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the, the debacle of the last two years, they're going to be even more attractive to us. Uh, but I'm not down with making anyone uh, the the head coach and waiting no. just to get them uh, when they've never been a head coach. Newsflash, the, probably the one thing that's going to be a deal breaker for anyone uh, is that they have never been a head coach anywhere. Uh, Kenny's ruined that for everybody for a really, really long time, perhaps into eternity. Especially with Kelvin Sampson being 68, you assume his coach in waiting would take over within the next six to seven years, probably. And, and I don't know anybody who's going to be keen on that arrangement. You know, and maybe you'll have to – that's what it's going to take to pry him out of Houston. But if Houston's willing to do that, I don't think he goes anywhere ever. You know, I mean, it, it, you can't be – 
caught up on the fact that he's never won the he's been to the final four. To me, that's the the measure because only one team wins a year. If you can make it to the final four, you can win a national championship. You can you can field that type of team every year, right? Or or at least you can do it. You've proven you can do it. And he plays the type of championship level defense that they're always going to be in the conversation, you know. And then you uh, you juxtapose that next to. Who I can I think we both have him at the top of our realistic candidate list with Nate Oates and what he did on Saturday and just to clarify with people this is a concern that we brought up the last couple of weeks when Nate Oates has become the premier premier candidate or on the top of a lot of wish lists and we both said look the one reservation is his teams don't play great defense they just don't his adjusted defensive rating is in the seventies this year and it doesn't he doesn't play elite defense you know it's it's a it's a byproduct of the way they play ball. Uh, but it's just the truth. And then you saw the worst version of that playing against a very similar profile team in Kentucky who can score in bunches and plays similarly bad defense, but they figured out a way to quote-unquote hold Alabama to 42 in the first half and score 59. They scored 117 points. Like People, like good friends, that they were like, well, Kentucky's a really good offense too. I said, yeah, but 59 points? 59 points at halftime, and this is not a one-time deal. Like, they've been not great defensively all year not great defensively his entire tenure and Kentucky just scored 117 points against a top five team in the net rankings like it's got to at least give you a little pause even though NATO's like I don't it's not a one game overreaction this is this is a concern that we've carried through this entire conversation it doesn't change the fact that he's a great basketball coach and he understands modern basketball offense maybe better than anybody in the college game so he's still a very attractive candidate. This doesn't knock him off my list or anything. He's still really far up there for me. But if it doesn't give you a little pause when we've had the last two years of watching the worst defense in the country, basically in Power 5 basketball, game in and game out, it's at least a concern, right, on the in the back of your mind. Or like, can he win the big one? Can he get to the Final Four? Can he do this with this type of a defense? Yeah, it's look. This has been somewhat tiresome conversation, just about candidates sure. and and so and and what's going on uh, around here. Uh, but I was down in Tampa with my family for something going on with uh, with my brother, and my entire life, Dave, USF has been atrocious. Like regardless of who is coaching, uh, regardless of what conference they're in, almost no matter what is going on, uh, men's basketball at USF is always awful and they're they're sitting there in the, in the midst of something i've never seen long live terrence leather <laughs> redinko dobras and others yes we remember them from the metro days of course uh, they currently have the nation's second longest winning streak they've won 13 games in a row yeah. under a first year head coach the first first not BS for you know like actual chronologically <laughs> first. A, do we right? do we have to? Do it depends we have on what the definition of it is, yeah. is about yeah, right. first, right? But uh, Amir Abdul Rahim, who was really good the year before at Kennesaw State and brought some of his guys with him, if you look at them right now, twenty-one and five. No, they're not playing a murderer's row schedule at all. But they were the murdered a year ago, uh, and now they're doing the murdering, so to speak. Uh, that was just me wearing out that analogy there or that figure of speech, not actual murders but you can look at a team who's doing the things that should have happened here sure. when you hired kenny Payne. and here's what i mean they start off the season 1-0 with the south carolina state that's they should win that game they lose to central michigan who's in like the 260s on ken palm they stink they beat northern iowa then they lose the next three games main hofster umass so three in a row they start the season two and four They've won every game but one since then, and the only loss they have is by four to UAB on the road since then. It's it's the life cycle of a guy who can actually coach as a head coach. A little choppy at the beginning. Guys start to figure things out, and it takes off. It didn't take three years. It didn't take two years. It took two months. And guys started to put it together, and they won a bunch of close games. They've got a, a, a one-point win, a four-point win, a six-point win. And now it's a 13-point win. It's an 11-point win. They're beating FAU. FAU, yeah. Right? Which, They're beating SMU, who's a pretty good team. And everybody's you know favorite uh, group of five coach and Dusty May, for good reason. He went to the Final Four last year. 
and he has show, uh, Raheem has, has shown the ability to beat him this year and hasn't dropped those games late in the schedule that FAU has struggled with all season long. You know, they got they got those out of the way early. They they're winning games. Uh, and people are excited about it. Like, they're leading the news with USF. The place is full. People are excited. This is what we were supposed to get. And, and it just, it was nice to sort of be out of the bubble and be watching what we expected to happen here, happening somewhere, and be a reminder, like, oh, yeah, we're not crazy here for expecting this. And that's why I think for to see all of that happening and to watch a place that has no reason to really expect basketball success at all, have it, and have it very quickly with a guy making the best chicken salad anyone's ever seen there before. Because it's not like they've got a bunch of NBA guys on the roster all of a sudden. Straight Waldorf. Yes, he's just winning games. However, they've got games where they win in the 90s. they got games where they score in the 60s. Whatever it takes. That's what was supposed to happen. And to, to see what happened here on Wednesday night and that game against Notre Dame and then watch everything else I watched over a long weekend of college basketball for Rick's article, and we'll talk about it in depth, uh, maybe about three thirty or so, and then we could let folks react to it after that. But for that, for there to be advocacy for more of this with everything else that's going on, it it I still have whiplash over it. There's a couple of different like, first you got blinders on, you know, not you, but the people who who are still defending or thinking that that the current regime deserves another year. You know, just give them time and they'll get it turned around. And, and I still saw people throwing out the, you know, the real progress happens in year three. And I'm like, man, you are living in 1982. That's just not modern college basketball. And this wouldn't be acceptable 20 years ago. You know, like we would, 20 years ago, we would be looking around going, can we give this guy a third year? He's shown us nothing. Now, the way rosters are built now, you just there's way too many like the the consistent parts of it. Like, what's what's the between last year's roster and this year's roster? Kenny did a, a, an overhaul. He's got a lot more talent in this year. We all agree that we like a lot of the parts, and we wouldn't mind seeing them stick around and and see where they can go with a, a different coach. But the one consistent, one constant between between those two rosters is they don't defend. You know, and we have the same coaching staff there. It just it it's. I feel like every year you're going to have the same, like, just wait till we get the players in, this and that. And, and I know we'll get into that with, with Bozik's Art, with Bozik's Artle, but Artle? Artle. Artle? Is that what you're saying? It wasn't even good enough to call it, was, it an article? It's just, it's an, just an Artle? <laughs> Bozik's article. Um, Bozik's article. See that? Like, I'm not even getting his name right anymore. Like, it's just, it's, it's, I'm all over the place. Um, but I don't understand how people can still talk themselves into that after seeing what happens with other basketball coaches around the country at places that aren't set up to succeed like Louisville is, that don't have the talent base that Louisville has on this team, that don't have the support, that don't have the facilities, that don't have any of the inherent advantages that we have as a basketball program and are making it work to different levels of success at Kansas State, which Kansas State's a decent basketball program, but it's not. It's it's little brother in their state, and it's not – it's not Kansas, you know. It's 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 not a top ten program. South Carolina never cared about basketball, not really. A team here and there, you know. South Florida of all places, like they're getting it done. Indiana State, where they do care about basketball, but they don't have the resources that we have. Right. There's coaches everywhere that are getting it done in year one, two, or three. Uh, but in year, if it's year three, they showed you. You know, the blueprint in year one and two, or they had some sort of proven method they brought from somewhere else, like Josh Schertz did, with his enormous amount of experience and success at the Division II level. You know, like there's something to be said for every one of these coaches, and you could see their fingerprints all over the program. You know, that the kids are bought in, that they're heading in a certain direction. Right now, we feel rudderless, you know, with, with, with a moving target and moving goalposts and. To the point where most of us know that this debate is over. It has to be over. There's nothing you can do outside of winning the ACC tournament that could possibly even start a conversation in the next two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, It's hard, I think, to really quantify or, or to say just how badly the Notre Dame loss in particular 
wounded, if not just entirely snuffed out, just the the smoldering wick of whatever hope there might have been for this continuing on any further and it being justified for it to do so. I was fully prepared to do a show on Thursday from Florida where and just stay connected. Like I, I thought, surely this won't go on another day uh, after that because the contrasts even there were fatal to me. With Notre Dame, yes, absolutely. The Dame, first, an actual first-year head coach. Uh, he has his son playing out there. Uh, the The pain that I felt watching his family fight to pull their Louisville stuff out at the end of the game. I don't know if you caught that at the end of the game. They were flashing to Shrewsbury's family, of course, from just across the river. Grew up Louisville fans, yeah. and he told his family, "Don't wear any Louisville stuff for the game." And then, as they're blowing Louisville out, there the fans, like even then, they're trying to. They can't hide it. And we can't get Kenny to leave the house. You know, that sort of stuff. Like, I thought surely this will be enough and everyone will understand. Uh, it, look, it'll ultimately still will be uh, enough, despite what anyone uh, might be arguing. Otherwise, we'll, again, 3.30 or so, we'll talk about the article. But uh, I was fully prepared for all of that. There's just no defending what's been going on here. There, just, there, there simply isn't, and it can't go on any longer. than I guess no matter what we say or do uh, – we're riding this out to the end of the season. There's a couple games it left. It can't get here soon enough. I mean, it really can't. But Micah Shrewsbury showed more passion in his reaction to a December loss in his first season than Kenny has at any point in his two years here. And I know that everybody shows passion differently. And we've talked a lot about not reading too far into facial expressions or mannerisms. But at some time, it's like, man, you got to wake up. You know, it just feels like you're not, you aren't hanging on every result. Like this means your livelihood or that you care about the product you put on the court. And I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying that he sure doesn't give off that vibe. Right. And, and it's been two years of that, man, of, of fans passionately calling for for somebody to, to show that they they care or to react to what's going on in the court the same way they do you know or at least in some similar fashion you know and that's like like i said michael shrewsbury showed showed more passion in december and november of his first season than kenny has to, in two years at the helm uh he has shown his ability to instill a system in his first year even though he is incredibly talent deficient and win games and play defense with freshmen. What? We'll talk about that too. Right though? Yep. I mean yep. is there a bigger indictment? And even if you're not a top fifty recruit, you play AAU ball. The top five hundred players in the country all play AAU ball. And more than that. But I'm just saying, like, of the recruiting pool that these guys are pulling from, they all play AAU ball. That's not the bogeyman. It can't be. It's not because Michael Shrewsbury took a bunch of kids that shouldn't be playing in the ACC. He doesn't have enough of them right now. And he got them young and under-talented to play defense to the tune of one of the most top 30 most efficient defensive teams in the country, giving up less than 66 points a game, even though they're only scoring 62. They figure out a way to win three in a row against similarly bad teams in the ACC. And almost came back and won a game yesterday. Yes, yeah. they were down thirty against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. No, the, the the contrast between what we should be seeing and what we are actually seeing uh, are everywhere. And a team that a year ago was two hundred fifty fifth in defensive efficiency, Notre Dame, this year. Despite the record, their record a year ago was eleven and twenty one. This year, it's ten and seventeen. They went from 255th on defense to 33rd. And here's a guy who's saying, I've, I, we are going to be this. And when you can look at his results and you could say they just don't have enough. But what they're trying to do, the how of how they're trying to win basketball games, it works. And when he has enough ammunition, it will work. Watch out. They, yeah, that's exactly right. You can't say with a straight face or anything else that that's happening here. And so for that reason, I, I think the Bozich article infuriated it, everyone because of just how much of a thud it was. It's tone deaf at this point. Like that's at the least. 
at the least. As a st- that's right. At, at a, a starting point, it You're was absolutely right. Death, you know? So we'll let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, I want to talk about it because I waited almost almost a full day before I said anything about it, and I've kind of been annoyed by it ever since. So I still haven't said much to this point. Well, we'll fix both of those problems on the other side here. On the drive on I Thunderville. Right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Listening to the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday. Uh, I I was able to make it a full uh, half hour before talking about it, and I'm proud of myself for that. Like it's I'm like proud that of you. when they put a biscuit on a dog's nose you know and they're like hold it and then you finally release it they find, so here we go uh go like we can talk about this uh now release I, me. I truly thought after the notre dame game because of how much of a thud it was uh, and the fact that it, that it came on the heels of a, a stretch of games where louisville played a little bit better yeah. Uh, recently, that, but that that was such a jarring reminder that we've never really actually gotten all that far away from the same bad basketball they've played since they hired him. There's no way we'd be subjected to any more uh, gaslighting slash finger wagging uh, than has really been, I think, kind of typical uh, from Rick the entire time that, that Kenny's been the coach here. Literally the day he got hired. Hugging him on the tarmac, you mean? No, 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 no. The shame on you for not hiring him four years right. ago piece that right. he wrote. Well, that also, I ha- thank you for reminding me uh, of that. Uh, but to come in uh, and to read that or, or to be sitting there and reading uh, this article after that Notre Dame game, I would have thought, like, have some pride and just write something else. But instead, I, if you had to use one word before we get into like the guts of it, if you had to use one word to describe this, what is this article? Because I've got one, and I think it captures everything. So, some would, a lot of people texting like propaganda. Honestly, I just think it's like tone deaf is is the best word for it. But that almost that almost is too passive. You know what I mean? Like it, it was written with good intentions, and just you know, wow, you're just completely unaware. I think he's completely 100 aware of where Kenny is. Unlike maybe Kenny, but he's 100% aware that this thing is almost over. Uh, defiant might be a, a good word, not in a good way. You know, just sort of like, eh, I'm standing pat and I'm just going to write as if everything's fine. How about blackmail? <laughs> Pretty good. Please expand. I mean, the, here, the, the, the headline of the, of the piece, two top 20 recruits await word on Payne's future at Louisville. Yeah. Uh, this is an article saying there's two top 20 recruits that are going to commit uh, as long as you'll commit to Kenny first. And that's outrageous on, on a million levels. And it starts with the same mischaracterizing of you all who are listening right now that has always been in these pieces. In, uh, advocate, and this is advocacy. This is nothing short of that uh, for him. He dumps on radio constantly, which gets super old. Uh, and you all, for not being ridiculous, for simply reacting. Remember I said uh, last week? Yeah. Just, let's just start uh, replacing uh, 
getting angry or upset with just the consequent negativity. Just replace that with the consequences of your own actions, which is exactly what fans have done. But the, you, 95% of what people have said has just been that. It's been legitimate, logical, and reasonable reactions to what's happening in front of them. So the first, Kenny Payne's not stacked enough victories to be assured a third season as the University of Louisville men's basketball coach. We've gotten one sentence in. Now it's we're talking about year three again. I need you two to get together, which is obviously what happens, and decide which year this is. Because Kenny said this is year one for him, and you said you agreed with that on the video. We can play it for you if you want, but I know you know what you said. Kenny has not sacked enough victories to be assured a third season as Yuval men's basketball coach. Okay, so now it is year two. The howling from L fans and critics remains fierce. Again, it's not howling, man. It's just life. So already people are ridiculous for the way they've reacted. Yeah, howling has a 100% negative connotation. Of course. There's no, no other way you take rationally. that. No. Well, not that I'm aware of. Maybe wolves do. That's pretty rational. It's just an instinct. For them. Yeah. What, but so like, we're wolves. And then that's a negative connotation. There you go. Right. The just, rea- it, all, it all comes back. Exactly. Yeah. Like the reaction, of course. People are ridiculous. Suffering 47 losses in 59 games set off alarms. They got louder when the Cardinals were blitzed by Notre Dame at home Wednesday night. But that does not mean Payne has surrendered. I think the Notre Dame game kind of does mean that. Whether he'll admit it or not. The way that they played sure as hell looked like surrender to me. He has not. Actually, he has taken his recruiting pitch up a notch. <laughs> yeah, he waited till February. From nothing. From nothing. Yeah. We do not have a signee right now. There are only two. Un- anyway. Uh, yeah, we all know there's only one recruit of note in the class of, of 2024 that isn't almost assuredly going pro that's available, and that's Carter Knox. Sonnen's not a class of 2024 player. Like he might. Well, there's all these stuff you could throw out. There's all that stuff, and I'll let you get deeper into this. But there's people saying, "Well, he might reclassify this and that, whatever." He's class of 2025, and publicly, he hasn't really said anything about Lil. This is where we take off into whatever this is. After this sentence, he has not. He has actually taken his recruiting pitch up a notch. This is the place to quote somebody else mm-hmm. who covers recruiting and talks about in the last couple of weeks we've really heard a lot of chat about blah 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 no, no one's heard any of this no one's heard any of this and can confirm any of this this is you and him talking and now you're writing it the next sentence there is first of all there should be there is a path there is path forward there is path forward to year three on his six-year contract if the administration stands behind him and Payne makes several changes, including his staff of assistants and support personnel. Not a source tells me or sources within the athletic department tell me or boosters or nothing just declares it. But there is a path forward. Even though that's something that implies that somebody who has control over that told you this. But what, if we were to rewrite this at much more accurately, he should have said, "Here's I'm arguing for Kenny to get year three by doing these things. But then the things that are suggested contradict everything that's happened up to this point. This man sat there with a straight face. It was rude as hell to Brooks uh, when asked about his staff. Best in the country. He said it was the best in the country. Thought it was outrageous to ever be asked about it. Now that's somehow being offered up as something that will that will that be part of a path. Also, surprise, Nolan, Josh, Danny. These two had a chat. Your ass is in the sling. Good luck. Yeah. Which assistant coaches are going to be running in here <laughs> to take those jobs? Given everything that's gone on here and knowing just how ugly and how toxic, to use the tired word, it'll be around here if he were to come back. 
who's coming in here that's better than the guys they've got now to take those jobs? And why are those guys the problem now? Has there ever been a situation where guys just make a bunch of coordinator changes and it fundamentally changes who they are? Does anyone, like assistant coaches, they matter. They matter. But there's such a smaller percentage of what is the real issue with any basketball program than, than say, with football. Yeah. Where you can at best kind of coach half the team. And coordinators have a big job. And it's an enormous team. It, it, it does not work that way. And what's wrong with the freaking support personnel? You picked all these people. It stinks of the uh, support personnel. <laughs> Craig Thorpe blaming the, the yeah. football secretary. That's why he missed the, the coaches' the convention. Yeah. Yep. Secretary because uh, he missed the high school coaches' convention that nobody ever misses. Like The whole thing is it's silly, man. It's, it's more if he changes all these other things, then it will fix this fundamental issue, which it won't. It won't fix what Kenny Cannon can't do as a coach. At this point... Who can you bring in that can change the fact that he hasn't put a good defense on the court in two years? Not consistently. Who can you bring in that can make this look like a team? Nobody. It's just shifting the blame to somebody else to get Kenny a third year. And let's get to the blackmail part of this. You know, these, these as you put it, these two kids, like, Basically putting it out there, well, if you if you were to promise, and why would anybody do that? Promise Kenny Payne a third year. Then you're going to get the commitment from these two high school kids, only one of which is guaranteed to be in this class. And this is all, you know, hearsay at this point, by the way. We haven't heard from many. I, we've heard stuff around Carter Knox, but I still don't believe it to this point that he actually wants to come here. What happened last year with the top two recruits you brought in? Well, the, right. So we'll get to the recruits in just a second. Another motivated group of Louisville fans, the article says, who support Payne are working to strengthen the program's pitch in name, image, and likeness, the monetary fuel to modern recruiting. I don't know if he's aware of this, but the other sports are very familiar with the thing that already exists that's helping strengthen the monetary uh uh, part of recruiting and they're doing just fine it would probably come as a surprise to say the football program or the women's basketball program or volleyball uh, or any of these others that there's some sort of issue uh, with nil that needs strengthening i think dan Furman's doing a pretty damn good job yeah it would come as a surprise to them to find out that this somehow needed strengthening uh, and that these people are working on it everybody else seems to figure this out pretty quickly yeah. 502 circles pretty damn good at this we were you should the curve meet with them. them. We all should sit down. But he's, again, separate. Can do this on his own with his own people so that no one he never has to hear from anybody else. Payne has the attention of two top 20 recruits, forward Carter Knox and wing. Uh, Joe Son- I don't want to mispronounce his name. I hate that. Uh, Sanon. Okay, so who are reportedly strongly considering the Cardinals. Uh, reportedly, such as, cite them, be great. Uh, reportedly, uh, uh, Carter Knox we know about. That's fair. we know that one. He visited. Yeah. The recruiting grapevine says they are primed to commit to the Cardinals if they and their parents are assured that Payne will be their coach next season. That's I, a really sorry. That's a really great thing to throw out there when you don't have sources to cite the recruiting grapevine. Well, no one else is reporting that. And there is a video from mid-January with, with uh, the, the Sanaki who's 2025 yep. and would be a reclass to be on next year's team in which he talks through all kinds of scenarios and, co- and teams that are interested in him and never with Trilly Donovan, never mentioned Louisville once. Yeah. So I'm saying publicly he hasn't said anything about Louisville. So, And no, uh, no one else who covers recruiting is saying like Crystal Ball and them to Louisville. Yeah. Nothing. Carter Knox either. They both play the same position. Forward wing-ish. Knox ranked 19th in the class of 2024. He's a small forward. He's 6'5", 205. Uh, Sinan is also 6'5". Kenny has an addiction with 6'5", 6'6", guys. 6'5", to 6'8", right there. Like, like he's, got, he's got a type, right? But only the recruiting grapevine says they're primed to commit if, if, if Louisville will commit. I think given what happened with Trenton Flowers it's fair to say this time you guys commit first 
Like, if you're this much of a believer, just commit. You don't have to sign anything right now. You don't have to sign a thing. Commit. That's why I look at all this side-eyed. And the fact is... That's why I call it a blackmail. Yes. Sure, these are two nice recruits. Sure, be a shame something happened to them. (laughs) Right. That's what this this entire article is. Keep going. But the whole point is, we've been pretty clear all year that... Man, talent isn't why we're eight and twenty-one or whatever we are. Eight and I forgot I've lost eight and nineteen, whatever it is. I think it's is it eight a real 19? small number and then a really a real really big, big one big next number. to it. I've lost count. Um, it's not talent. That's not 19. what eight and nineteen. Okay, that's that's I, I settled on it finally. It's not why we're eight and nineteen. That's right. And yes, would we love to get more talent in next year? Especially in the transfer portal, so we can maybe get a little older like everybody else is in college basketball? Absolutely. And yeah, we crave five-star commits and, and talent, sure. But we've all identified the problem on this year's team, and while we'd like to get more talent, talent's not the problem. And to promise us these freshmen, like they're, they're, they've never been less reliable. As far as they have options, they have other pro options, places they can play ball. We just saw it firsthand with Trenton Flowers last year. I'm not holding Dennis Evans against Kenny. Right. I'm not even. I'm not holding that against him. You've never heard me say that, and I've never heard you do anything like that either. He's had some kind of, you know, issue that we didn't know about. Kenny didn't know about, and it's sad for all of us because we wish Dennis Evans was a part of this program. I'm not holding that against him, but Trenton Flowers was the centerpiece of that, that recruiting class. And his last decision was really between going pro and Louisville. He ended up going pro after making the decision to commit to Louisville. So on the promise of Carter Knox, we keep him around? Who could at any moment decide to go play pro in Australia? No, you got to show me you could coach basketball before I keep you around just on the strength of the one or two kids you can bring in. Yeah, that the single biggest error of this article and any of the arguments for him like that is that unlike Notre Dame, who we were talking about earlier, when you watch them, you think, I like how they're trying to play. They just don't have enough. You cannot remotely say that I like the way they play. They just don't have enough. I don't like how they play. No one who watches them with an ounce of of insight likes how they play in a million of the small things. And just giving them, it's like some sort of a business that that is in the like. If you just increase revenue, the things that are making them run in the black in the red now are still going to be there. It'll just be on a larger scale. It's the how how they do things. Add to it. He himself. Like I want you to think about how poly freaking Anna this paragraph is. Blend three or more recruits and transfer portal additions to a roster that could easily feature every important player on the current roster for 2024-25. Forward JJ Trainer is expected to return from shoulder surgery. The Cards' overall talent level would jump to the upper level of the ACC next season. Guys, it's there now. They had a significant talent advantage over Notre Dame on Wednesday. Yes. Significant. And they got dog-walked in humiliating fashion. Kenny's problem is not quantitative. And by the way, how would adding two more 6'5 guys to this roster fundamentally change this roster, which swims in 6'5 guys? Yeah, it's it's just like the first year he brought in Devin Ree and, and Kamari Lands. Had Caleb Glenn and uh, Curtis Williams in this batch of just six five to six seven type players, the wing players. Trenton Flowers was in that group too, really uh, six eight. Um, and then this year you're going to bring in two more small forwards. Combine, and try to figure that out. Combine that with with this. That man sat up there in front of everybody after openly losing at Kentucky's roster in front of all of us uh, in the post-game press conference and said, there aren't freshmen who can come in (laughs) and play over the guys we have now. He said that. He told us there aren't freshmen who can come in and play over the guys we've got now, which I, I think kind of makes sense. That I, I think Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams, like these guys, look nice. I get it. I'm, I'm like, I see what he's getting at there. Sky, 
I, I think has been mostly as advertised. Yeah. So if, if he really, and then his words were, so we're going to have to get the portal and get some experienced guys, presumably to play over those guys. Like I, you are the one, Kenny, who told us that recruit freshmen can't help you. Now we're supposed to commit to you for a year three when the team has, has is still not statistically better than any element of the team that got Chris Mack fired. Now adding freshmen is supposed to be the like we should commit to you. A month so, later, a month ago was the transfer portal. It's just a six it's weeks a, ago. Six weeks ago, freshmen couldn't play. Now a, they're the key to the future. It's a moving target, man. It's it's never, it's not any one thing. And they're just saying whatever they can say to, you know, take more of the the yoke off of Kenny Payne and 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 trying to convince you that this is not, there's just no plan to me. There's none. It's just scurrying about. And the, the the truth is, like, it it's a combination of freshmen and veterans, but that's not the problem, period. It's just not the problem. The man can't coach at this level. He's not a head coach. All right? He's a good guy. And I hate, you know what I hate? I hate the fact that we're sitting here, like, pouring over an article that was written for clicks, in my opinion. I don't even think it was written for clicks, I, man. I, I, I think Rick knows exactly what time it is. And maybe he's still, he's still standing by his guy because he's his guy. It's, he's his guy. But the only reason you write this article now is not to engender more support. He knows he's not convincing us this. He knows that. You know, but there's still like th- this is the thing. You write this article. I think it's a combination for clicks and to, to point at. When he gets fired and said, well, if you just kept him around, we'd have Carter Knox. And, oh, he's and probably has Sinan. a template already ready for the next guy. And it, the, as soon as they lose something, uh, could have had Carter Knox and uh, this uh, Sanan kid out there as well. But I want you to think about how unreasonably Pollyanna this paragraph is. Blend three or more recruits and transfer portal additions to a roster that could easily feature every important player on the current roster. Guys, in what universe do people bring the the entire roster back? Anywhere. Does it doesn't any, happen. It doesn't happen anywhere. And then you're going to sign these guys. What's the pitch to transfers Once you, if you were to get these guys? What's the pitch to transfers? We're going to bring the whole roster back and these two really highly rated guys. But please also come here. It doesn't happen. That's not how it works. There's not three or four year plans for everybody. I mean, the, what are the odds that if Kenny comes back, it's not going to come back. Right. If he were to come back, how many of the guys in this roster stick around? Fewer than than is assumed in this article. The, the odds are it's about half. If that. If that. I would think there's a pretty good chance that Brandon's out of here regardless because I yeah. think he's ready to get his pro career started and I think I understand Whatever that. that. I don't looks think that's like, unreasonable. Yeah. Right. Wherever it might be, I don't think that that's unrealistic at all. I think I, he's, he's done himself some real His help. head's banging against the ceiling of what I he agree. can do at Louisville. You know what I, I mean? And, and I don't blame him. The only thing that might save that is if some a new coach comes in that he likes and a fat NIL check. You know, like that's that's what could change that. And he's already making NIL, but I mean like, you know, a nice upgrade and they decide he's a priority I don't and there's also an article there's a paragraph in there talking about like the wins and losses aren't the most important thing for Kenny Payne to do right away he's got to win the fans back or something like that Can you, it's in in there. this one yes it's in there first thing he's got to do is win the win the fans back it's in that article somewhere and it's just not possible and you win those with you win the fans back with wins. <laughs> like that ship is sailed, dude. It's in there somewhere, isn't it? Did I, did I, did I make that up? Uh, I I would. Okay, if he is brought back, Payne's first job won't be to win more games. Well, it's actually exactly what his first job would be. His challenge during the spring, summer, and fall will be to get more Louisville fans back on board and help the athletic department fill the growing number of empty seats in the KFC Yum Center. Him coming back will not like it will solve that problem finally it ensures yes that right. those seats stay empty but that's what i'm saying like it's such a just an article that doesn't it doesn't have a time and place here it's not a it's not a, a tenable argument right now none of it makes sense and as you pointed out it's not sourced so he, and i realize it doesn't have to because it's a it's a column 
Right. It's not a news story. It's a column. It's an opinion piece. But it's really tough to just write one with such a strong position. You want to call it that? Without quoting anybody and citing anybody. Right. You know, and it's just it just makes us all say what we're saying right now, which is it's a it's a it's a puff piece. It's a propaganda piece, and I hate it. You know why? Because I don't want to talk about somebody who I respected for a long time. And I still see him in the media room, and I, and I still have a lot of respect for Rick Bosch. He's an OG in this town. All right? And I hate to see all of his credibility set on fire with this situation. Let me read but you he's the, doing it to himself right now. Let me read you this paragraph. The card's offensive and, offensive and defensive efficiency has improved from the woeful performance of last season, which he would not call woeful at all last year. He kept defending last year, too. But in being improved over last year does not matter at all. It is still not even as good as the team that Chris Mack quit on in the middle of the year. So it is not improved from the day he was hired. But there's a gap between the defense Louisville plays and the defense delivered by winning programs. If Payne's brought back, upgrading the defense is job one, two, and three. Rick, Kenny told us freshmen don't play defense because of AAU. So how does this solution of committing so to Kenny so that he can get these two recruits, how does that help defense? Kenny told us they can't play defense. It doesn't help defense, Mark. That's the answer. And in the end, this is a reflective, this whole article is reflective of a conversation between Rick and Kenny. And now Kenny can't even decide what he thinks the answers are. In December, it was bring me tra- uh, transfer portal guys because we need to get older. Now I need these guys. But I already told you guys like these guys don't know how to play defense because he can't get the, the ones on his roster to play defense now. Let's take a quick it's break. Ridiculous. We'll open up the phones. We'll let you guys react to it as well here. On the drive on the phone. We'll be right back.